Hi everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly public relations podcast and talk show hosted by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter and me, Hunter Buren. Sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining us right now, especially how busy you are. Um, this is just um, a podcast, part of PRSSA, um, called PR Hangover. It's a bi-weekly podcast, and we interview professionals and other students, and it's um, directed towards um, PR students, specifically in like the Grand Rapids area. So um, maybe you want to introduce yourselves? Well, I'll introduce myself first. Um, I'm Aaron Robert. I'm the VP of PR for Grand Valley's um, PRSSA chapter, and Hunter Bieren was right behind me. He's usually the host, but usually the host. But I'm I'm taking a break today. Yeah. I respect that. I understand. So, <laughs> so if, outsourcing. Outsourcing. So if you want to introduce yourselves, um, my name's Andrew. Um, I guess I'll do last name Andrew Petty, uh, and I'm a I do strategy here at Gray, and I've been out of GV for almost two years now. Yeah, uh, my name's Jake Cochran. Uh, I'm an account executive at Gray, and I graduated like a semester before Andrew, so I've been out for like two years too. So it's pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I watched both of your videos that were posted um, that were covered by Adweek, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I just wrote down some notes. Um, so you're from Michigan. You went to Grand Valley in the PR field. So you know, have a lot in common in that regard. Um, first of all, like, what is the main difference you see between the PR field in New York compared to Grand Rapids? Um, I think just New York in general is so much more fast paced. Um, I mean, obviously, I think c- comparing the two is a little difficult. Um, Grand Rapids is like such an amazing city. And I think uh, compared to like cities that are the same size, they have a really great um, kind of PR ad scene. Um, I mean, there's like really great agencies there. Um, like, uh, what's the one where everyone wanted to um, work at? What's one like, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I worked. I worked at Dexia. I mean, there's like really cool. There's really cool things that are happening in Grand Rapids. Um, but I would say like the main difference is probably just the size of work that we do and also the clients that we work with. I mean, we've, we've both been able to work on some really cool brands. Like I, one of my old clients was Chipotle. Andrew works on Papa John's um, and he's getting put on Revlon, the makeup brand, which is really cool. And I work for like the eighth largest hospital in the country right now. So I think just the opportunities to work with larger brands um, happens a lot more in New York city than I would say Mm -hmm. Grand Rapids. And I definitely think, obviously, there is just so much more opportunity here. So it's like um, definitely coming out of school there. There's only so many options. But right. at the same time, they're still really great. You have like Meyer and you have Steelcase and all those great uh, companies. But definitely, it's there's just a lot more variety. And you can definitely find more of your passions there than they're there. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely find just like different types of, especially PR outside of Grand Rapids or GVSU. There's just like more specialized agencies, I yeah. think, too, what Andrew's trying to say. So like, you know, if you're like really into media, there's like media agencies in New York. There's like digital focused agencies. Um, there's more like 
boutique, smaller creative agencies. And I think in Grand Rapids, which is really cool is a lot of those agencies are kind of like, they do everything, um, which is a great opportunity for people that are like starting off um, in like internships and like starting off like right after graduation is because you're exposed to so many different work streams where like when you move to New York, sometimes you get a little bit more pigeonholed. Um, where like I used to work at a digital social agency and do a lot with um, like Instagram and Snapchat. And now I do a lot of like more traditional advertising. So I think that's kind of a plus side, but mm-hmm. also a downside where you can be really specialized and focus in what you want to do. But um, it's usually kind of like on an agency by agency basis. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm from the east side of the state, but, you know, I came from um, Warren, Michigan, which is by Detroit, and came over here. Um, How did you make the jump from Michigan to New York? I'm very curious about that because I am be graduating in April, and I don't, like, do you know anybody in another, I I don't know anybody in another state, so that jump would be huge for me. So how did you The only people I know live in Warren, Michigan and Grand Rapids. Um, Really? No, no, no. That was just a joke. So <laughs> before I got this job, I was doing an internship with um, Frank Blossom, shout out. Um, and for, it was Amway doing a project there. And I was also working as a bagel baker at GR Bagel, <laughs> which was amazing. Um, but He brought me so many free would, bagels. You know what? He lived right next to GR Bagel, so I brought him a ton. Um, and I will say it's kind of weird because I feel like in a student setting, you kind of feel like competition, like between like the students, like there's this unwritten thing that you think about it, but definitely always keep in the back of your mind, like everyone there is like watching out for you. And like all the people you meet are definitely watching out for you because I would take trips to New York and start meeting people within this field and would always reach out to them as well. It's like just having so many connections um, really did work in the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. yeah, I think the card that you can play as a student is that you are a student. Like, ha- like when I was still in school in Grand Rapids and even like in Chicago um, and in New York, like I would reach out to people and be like, "Hey, I'm a uh, junior, senior at GDSU. I really want. I'm you know considering moving to Chicago or New York. Um, can I just like buy you coffee mm-hmm. and like pick your brain on like." your industry and like kind of how you got to where you were regardless of if they were like a creative or a strategist or like whatever they did um because i think they're more willing to meet with you when you're a student um versus like another young professional not to say that there's like this weird like competitiveness between the two of you um but i think people are more willing to um like sit down and and talk with you um if if you're a student and just kind of give you advice because people love to like talk about like how great they are and like what they've done (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, (laughs) um, I actually didn't know really anyone in New York. Um, I just apply, I worked at Vice before this at their digital agency. Um, and I basically just like started looking at all the agencies that I would want to work for in New York, um, and started reaching out to them and basically just like sending my resume and kind of like reached out to their like. HR department um, and was just like, hey, super interested in moving to New York. Um, I saw that you had this position open. I applied for it. Would like love to hear more about it. Um, and the one thing that I noticed like through the like application process and like interview process is like people really don't care where you're from. All they care about is that you're going to show up and do great work. Like m- m- the way that I moved to New York was like three Skype interviews. And I know that was like the same thing with Andrew and like 
it's obviously not as great as an in-person interview, but like if you can sell yourself and if like you're going to be good at what you do, like people don't care that you're from some like small town in Michigan um, or that you went to school from a university that they've never heard of. Like they just care that you're going to show up and, and be great at what you do. Yeah. And it's always surprising how much people really do want to help in the long run. Yeah. But the biggest thing all you have to do is ask. Totally. And put yourself out there too. Like, and if someone like rejects you and is like, sorry, I don't have time to talk to you. Like, I don't think you're qualified, then you can just be like next. Yeah, there's three millions of other people yeah. out there that are willing to. Yeah. So in general, it's a pretty supportive atmosphere, you would say? I think so. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, obviously, like, New York City can just be like a cruel, <laughs> cruel, nasty city at times. And We're just, really like, selling it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's an awesome city. It's an awesome city. Like, uh, I mean, like, not a, you don't, like, show up to work mm-hmm. and everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, like, welcome. And, like, you know it's so much more fast paced here. And like, if you show up and you're great at what you do and you you continue to show up and people will respect you and want to work with you. But like, if you kind of like come from out of nowhere and you're just like, I've always wanted to live in New York and you like Mm -hmm. show up on your first day and you just like, aren't good. Like they're not going to, they're just going to be like, there's 10 other people. There's 15, 20 other people behind you that are just as qualified, if not more. Um, So People can be supportive, but I think it just comes down to like your quality of work and you as a person. Okay, <laughs> cool. So you got noticed by Adweek, which is really cool. And um, I just want to know whose idea was it to put all of that together? Because that's, I mean, that's- Our, It was actually Andrew and I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, there's, so uh, Gray is the agency that we work for. Mm-hmm. Um, and we work in their, their headquarters in New York. And a part of, gray is a production company called townhouse and townhouse kind of produces all of the content for all of the clients here at gray i mean there's like a huge list of of clients here at gray um and uh it was actually a group within townhouse where where it was their idea and Um, there's also well it's with an organization called video out i'm gonna plug them and right now yeah it's called video out and they're actually the world's I don't know for sure, but I just, from what everyone yeah. told me, that's what I'm just saying. So it's probably true. Um, that's the, <laughs> the world's largest video uh, coming out database. So they teamed up with Gray and Townhouse Sorry, yeah, to yeah. then record people in the LGBTQ community that work here um, for coming out day. Nice. So um, you kind of spoke to it in both of your videos about coming out in the workplace. Um, you kind of mentioned a little, a little bit, but do you think it's um, your identity has helped you, hindered you, or made really no difference working at a company such as Gray? I would say it doesn't really matter. Like I, I think it. Well, goes, what I think is it's like you can go first. Like, <laughs> we're about to disagree. Oh my god! Thank you. Um, so what I do think, like especially working in an environment where it, it everyone is so comfortable with your identity it really does help you like flourish if not if like if i was in a workplace where i didn't feel comfortable i know i wouldn't be as on top of everything or be as vocal or like just trying to do my best as just be like being comfortable yeah. yeah so i definitely think it being in such an open environment definitely has like helped me I, and i agree with that but on the flip side of it i think it just goes Let's back to it. like my original point of being like if you're good at your job, that's like all of people. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you obviously have to be like a good person. Like no one's mm-hmm. going to want to work with someone who's like an asshole. But like, um, I think it all just comes back to you showing up and like being great at what you mm-hmm. do. Um, but I agree. I mean, like if working in, I mean, 
the agency that I worked at in Grand Rapids for a year, like everyone was really great and really, really nice. But like, I didn't, I wasn't like, I didn't open up, I didn't open up about my sexuality because there was a lot of like older people and there's a lot of like conservative people. And um, I just kind of like went in and did my work and I left and, and here because work is such a huge part of your life. Like everyone moves to New York to work. Um, you have to be comfortable in your work environment. Um, so I agree with what Andrew's saying. Like if, if we worked at a place where like, we not to say we're like celebrated, but like if we were in a place where um, people didn't necessarily like appreciate our um, sexual orientation, then I think that that would be, it would be difficult to perform. Okay. Um, you know, both of your coming out stories um, were really interesting to me because I'm just, you know, over that process, you know, is still in that process myself. And um, does your family support you in your life endeavors now? And does their support or, you know, lack thereof affect your work life right now? I mean, my family's always been super supportive, um, and I'm really lucky because I know that there's a lot of people who don't have that support system. Um, so when I came out my junior year of college, um, from the jump, like my parents and my friends and my extended family were like nothing but supportive. Um, and I think that that's just allowed me to focus on things that are important, like my success and like me just being who I am because um, I could I couldn't even imagine how difficult it would be to like trying to live authentically as who you are um, and succeeding in school or in work and like always having in the back of your mind knowing that like your family members aren't supportive or something like that like I feel like that would just be really difficult um, so I'm lucky enough to know that um, for my friends and family like it's never been an issue and that's something that I don't even have to kind of think about um, I can just kind of continue to excel um, in my professional and personal life. Different story over here. No, I'm just kidding. So, I mean, so, like, I, I get pretty that I'm very, No, I, and I acknowledge that. And mm -hmm. I try to fully acknowledge the fact that. And that's that, why we love you. <laughs> and that's why you feel no, I, But I'm, I'm, I'm not blind to the fact yeah. that that's not the case for, for everyone. I understand um, that. I've so, I mean, I still myself think I've had a pretty, relatively lucky, obviously, um, coming from rural east side Michigan in the thumb. Um, there's going to be some thorns on that rose. That was a really stupid comparison. <laughs> <laughs> um, Continue just edit everything. I just got to listen on Brett Michaels lyrics, <laughs> actually. Um, oh, we're in the no, thumb. <laughs> oh, I'm from Poirion. Okay. Um, so basically, I mean, there's one of those things where you do kind of like obviously acknowledge when someone's not on board with you and it does really suck, but then you really just have to put on emphasis of those who are supporting you and who do care for you. Cause behind you, it's like, um, those who do really support you and who are totally comfortable with you are, um, you care way more about than those who don't. And after a while, it's just really acknowledging even no matter what parents, friends, there's still a whole community that's behind you for sure. And that's one thing that like we've noticed since moving to, um, New York, like back in Michigan, I, I Andrew was like really my only like gay friend. I took I, him to his first gay. Andrew did take me to. It was gay rumors bar. nightclub. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. 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 It was on his graduation night. Yeah, and I was the entire time I was just like, I need to get. Out. No, he was actually living for it. He put on someone's wig. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would own the fact that was true. <laughs> no. There's a, what I'm trying to say is there's a huge community in New York. And even within the, like your professional world, like there's a group of, of men and women at 
gray called the gray gaze and it's just like a group of pretty original algae. name yeah um <laughs> we didn't come up with it um we wish but, we did yeah there's just it's a group of you know like lgbtq people who work at gray and um like yesterday we just had like a happy hour at a bar like a couple blocks away like we do fun stuff like that and then we do like some more serious stuff like during the month of pride we do a lot for gray so mm -hmm. it's it's cool to be a part of um a community like inside and outside of work i mean in new york there's like huge like sports clubs you can join you know there's like uh softball teams there's kickball teams volleyball teams um there's like clubs you can go to so i think that's the cool part of living in a big city too yeah. within the community is that there there really is a sense and of community you would never even think of like from volleyball to rugby have you joined you know? any yeah. clubs like that? um we have not yeah, I'm very uncoordinated, unfortunately. Different story over here. That's like what everyone thinks. I'm not an Olympic athlete. <laughs> also, take that out. <laughs> Cut that. It's, it's funny that you mentioned, was it the gray gaze? Because we also have a, a term we do, PRSS gaze, over here. So. Oh, my God. God. That's a good one, PRSS gaze. I like that. I do like it, too. That's I wish good. we would have had it when we were around. Yeah, I think we should. We'll take the credit for that one. But do you think that, you know, that support system that you have in the workplace and um appreciation for diversity is important and if so why do you think that is oh yeah i mean especially i get super um annoyed and kind of just over it if everything's the same like if i'm surrounded by a room of all like okay could you imagine if you were in a room filled with people with more from warren or just like so it's just the idea of like being around like situations and um, people that you're relatively familiar with mm -hmm. um, kind of lets you um, kind of lose track of the reality of the world kind yeah. of. Mm -hmm. So I think being surrounded by all these different kind of people and all these with all these different kinds of experiences really helps mold you and really does help um, definitely benefits your work because you're always after you meet these people, you always have them in the back of your mind. It's not like and especially when you're actually doing work and trying to like target individuals, it's I feel like working in such a diverse group helps really a lot with that. Yeah, and I think like the the great part of like the gray gaze is there's people who um, are from all different kind of like uh, mm -hmm. backgrounds within gray. So like Andrew's a strategist, I work account side. There's creatives, um, there's people that work in production. So there's like kind of a, a wide spectrum of people that work there. And then kind of to go deeper than that, like there's like the director of strategy, who's also a gray gay, who's like so amazingly like brilliant. Mm -hmm. And he's like so high up at gray and like walks by and he's absolutely hilarious. And he'll like walk by my desk and he'll just be like, Hey Jake, like how's your day going? Mm -hmm. And like, to me, I think that's so cool because Obviously, outside of having the connection of like working at Gray, we also have a connection of both being two gay men that work in this industry. Mm -hmm. And even the, even though he's, you know, X amount of years older than me and he has, you know, leaps and bounds with more experience than I do, like the fact that we have that connection of both being openly gay men in the workplace, like allows us to interact with each other on a level that like he doesn't probably interact with like people that are on the same level with him yeah. is great. So like having that connection, I think is really cool because it allows you to be um, kind of exposed to like how people operate like in and like inside of work and outside of work. Um, but so yeah, I think that's, I think that's a cool part of like working and being a part of um, an agency that kind of celebrates um, us. Yeah. So um, I guess one of my last questions would be um, 
do you have any advice for LGBTQ um, young professionals entering the field right now? I mean, you know, you're, you're, you know, young professionals, you know, right out of college. So you haven't experienced like um, working, you know, like 10 you know, years ago. But do you think it's changing quickly? Like the culture is changing where it's more welcoming, and accepting. Um, do you have any advice to young professionals about that? My biggest advice is when you're in school, like I said, take advantage of the fact that you're a student. Oh my God, um, yeah. I would, I would say like have as many internships as possible. Like I had my mm -hmm. first internship my sophomore year that was like social focused. I worked at like a high-end women's retailer in East Grand Rapids and I did all their like social content and wrote for their blog. And then that kind of just like put me on the path of um, wanting to work in advertising with like a digital so social focus. So even if like they're unpaid and like if you're not able to do unpaid internships and you have to do a part-time, like I think just getting exposure to the industry early on is only going to help you. Like the one thing that I've always gotten feedback on with my resume is how um, diverse it is. I mean, like I've worked in fashion, I've worked in politics, um, I've worked in digital and social. And I think um, people really look for people within this industry, especially in New York, like people look for people who have for candidates who have an extensive amount um, of experience and then having like diverse experience is only going to help you. And don't, don't be afraid to like come into a city like New York and only have internships under your belt. Like if you're entering at an agency at an entry level position, like that's what people are going to expect. So my advice is just try and get as many internships as possible and like connect with as many people as possible. You know, like I said, reach out and ask someone if you can buy them a beer or buy them coffee and just pick their brain on like how they got to where they're at and how, they could potentially help you. I mean, I did that in Grand Rapids and it helped me get like two job interviews um, at like two different agencies. And I think just being willing to like put in the work and, and really put yourself out there is like the most important thing. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's probably my advice. I mean, I think especially, my biggest thing is don't be comfortable. I mean, especially don't get comfortable when you're around the, especially, I mean, you know what, there's some people that want X and some people who want Y. Right. Um, so it's just one of those things where um, if you really, if you know what you want to do, don't, um, just don't not do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to plug Nike, but um, it's just one of those things. Clearly like nothing happens without you doing anything. Yeah. So definitely make the first move, especially. And also like, I know that, going from Grand Rapids to New York is like a huge jump. Um, consider like taking a year and working at a, like a local agency or like going back to Detroit um, and working for an agency there um, or just another agency in, in Michigan. I mean, there's great places in Michigan. So get a year under your belt. And then once um, you kind of figure out like the professional world and um, how to be a young professional, not to say there's like a recipe for that, because we are definitely still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um, then make and then make the jump to then make the jump to New York. Because the great thing about like my situation was is I worked for an agency for a year after I had graduated, um, and I was there for a year. I actually like put in my like two weeks on my one year anniversary. Um, but I knew I was like, okay, cool. I worked here for a year. I know that I don't want to be in Michigan anymore, and I want to get to New York. Um, and then you just kind of like make it happen. So. Well, you can take that route or you can do the baptism by fire <laughs> because literally straight off the bat moved to New York for my first job for this. And both, but, are, both are great. I mean, you can do, you can do both. It's just do it, you know, as best for you. Um, 
I just had the opportunity, so I jumped on it. I know if like if I would if I would have, which is so strange because I feel like the way that we act, like you would have done what I would have done. Like you would have that for so a year. Up. I'm just saying. I feel. I mean, <laughs> we work and we live together and we're best friends. So I feel like I know this kid inside and out. So I feel like he definitely would have been like, "No, I'm gonna stay back for you." And I'm the one that would have been like, "Like, does I'm going to New York. All I'm bringing is my a pair of underwear and socks, and forget a sock." So I'm literally just show up to New York. And I'm like, "It's gonna happen." <laughs> oh yeah, um, but I think especially like I'm coming from the gay community. Um, New York, I obviously knew, was like such an open-minded place um, in that respect. But I know, um, I do think things are getting better overall, especially when it comes, um, unfortunately, I mean, I'm not going to put anything in it. People know what's going on, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just in general. World. But I do think we um, obviously came from a, a time of like so much respect and so much progress in that respect. Um, so I think that's right, that wave's still riding. Yeah, and I think the one thing about New York that's so great is you're surrounded by so many like intellectual, like in, like creative people who don't necessarily like think of like sexual orientation. I, they obviously like know that sexual orientation is a thing, but they don't kind of like bat an eye when you say that you're gay. Whereas like back in Michigan, people will do that. Um, but I think in New York, people kind of live in a bubble, and that's kind of, not a bad thing. But I think. I, I don't know, I think people live in a bubble and like people, like I said, people won't bat an eye when you say that you're gay within New York City, whereas like back back in Michigan, people would do that. And I think it's the same thing in the workplace. So, you know, being gay is obviously a great thing, but it's I don't think it's the best thing. I recommend I don't think, it for everyone. I don't, think that there, I don't think that people should come to New York, like as a young gay person, I don't think people should come to New York afraid to be like open in who they are within yeah. the workplace because no one cares. Because at the end like of the day, I, go to Times Square go to Central Park, there's something more outrageous going on there than right. you being gay. Right. I think I didn't really know where I was going to go with that. <laughs> you, honestly, <laughs> he was tripping. I was like, what? I had like was, such a good thought. And then I got tripping so on it, but then found the yellow big road. Well, thank you so much. Um, that wraps up um, all of my questions right now. I just wanted to thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on our podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and make sure to tune in next time for GBSU's PR Hangover with Hunter Buren. Bye.